Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When children get to a certain age, many of them want a dog. And pets can be amazing for children, teaching them things like empathy and responsibility. But how do you go about choosing a dog that's right for your family, particularly if you want to get a rescue dog? Kieran Watson is a spokesperson for RSPCA New South Wales, and he joins us now. Hi, Kieran. How are you? Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. What should parents consider before committing to getting a dog? I think the biggest thing is figuring out what your lifestyle is like now and in the future. Because just like children, your own children, well, dogs are like our fur babies as well, (laughs) in a way. Um, They're lifetime commitments at the end of the day. So even if you have time now for a dog, think about when that puppy grows up, especially if it's like a working breed, like a Kelpie or a cattle dog, which happen to be the cutest looking puppies I've ever seen. Um, So they're very cute when they're little, but these dogs do grow up and they'll have different requirements as they get older. So um, I think it's important to look not just at now, if you can accommodate a dog, but down the road as well. Will you have time to juggle children and a dog and go from there? And what kind of requirements do dogs generally need? Like we're talking walking... Yeah, walking, um, exercise, not just physical exercise, also mental exercising as well, Um, yard space, um, just time to spend with your animals. Because if you're home now looking after your children, when your children go to school and maybe you go back to work or whatever lifestyle changes might happen in the future, you've got to think about that as well. Because dogs, like I said, are lifetime commitments and they can live 10, 12, maybe even 20 if you're lucky. Um, So it really is a big commitment. Um, not just for you, but for your children also. Now, there's many different ways you can get a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that the to be wary of puppy farms and um, even buying um, dogs from pet shops. What is the best way to get a dog? <laughs> well, I will tell you that the best way is through the RSPCA. But there are many pounds and shelters and rescue groups out there. I think it's just really important to do your homework and um, figure out where these dogs came from, a bit about their history. You might be after a Kelpie, uh, but this Kelpie in particular looking at might not be good around children or might have had a troubled past and may have vet issues. So I think it's really important not just to think about what type of dog you want, but actually meet that dog and learn a bit more about that dog and its own unique requirements because a lot of dogs do have you know, unique circumstances and um, I think it's important to factor that into your life, yeah. Most parents would probably want to get a puppy. Mm. Is that the right idea with young children? Yeah, puppies can be great because um, they can learn to grow up around young children. A lot of dogs, like bigger dogs, might be too big for children. <laughs> uh, so when you come down to the RSPCA, you come down and you meet the dog and a lot of them will have their own um, unique requirements. So some may say, must not go home to a house that has children. And that, not, that, that may not be because that dog's dangerous. It's just because it's a big dog. It might like to jump around a lot. Um, so it could knock over your children, which <laughs> wouldn't be good. Um, so it's definitely important to yeah, figure out your lifestyle, what type of dog may fit into that lifestyle. And then when you meet that dog, um, learn a bit more about their personality and see if it works for you. And is that what the, uh, you mentioned there that the RSPCA will bring you in to meet the dog? Um, how does it work? Like if a family says, I definitely 
definitely want to get a rescue dog and I'm going to go to the RSPCA. How does the whole process work? Okay. Well, if you're, looking, if you're interested in finding a dog, you can go to our website, which is adoptapet.com.au. Really easy to remember. Um, you can see all of the dogs we have up for adoption, where they're located, which shelter, a little bit, little bio about them. Or you can just rock up to your local RSPCA and say, look, I'm here um, to adopt a dog. Um, I have children, a bit about your lifestyle, a bit about where you live. Maybe you live in an apartment, so maybe a big dog isn't for you. Um, and then you can come down and meet all the dogs in, in our adoption rows. And, you know, you'll get to learn a little bit about them. If you like um, a dog in particular, I just say you like Rover, you can come out. Rover can come out and meet you in a little meet and greet little pen, uh, which is really exciting. Um, a lot of the dogs have to meet or family members or everyone in the household. If you've got pets, a requirement might be to bring your pet in to see if they get along. Um, so there is a bit of a background check and a little bit of formality to it. But really, at the end of the day, it's really easy to adopt a dog as long as your lifestyle suits that dog and vice versa, then it's all good. Are there costs involved? Um, only an adoption fee. So currently at New South Wales RSPCA, it's $415 to adopt a puppy. But when you think about it, that you only you get a puppy, but you also get desexing as well, which can be at least two hundred dollars. You get your microchipping, you get all your vaccinations, you get your worming, and you get your behavioural assessment as well. So you know when you're adopting that that dog is going to be a great fit for your home as well. So um, it's a really great option compared to some dogs from breeders. Um, one, you may not know where that dog comes from, but two, it might be pretty expensive um, from stories I've heard. What, what about temperament? So you've got that situation where um, you get, in, get to go in and meet the dog mm, and, mm. and RSPCA has already kind of done the assessment as yeah. to whether you'd be yeah. suitable anyway. But um, how do you tell a dog's temperament whether they might be uh, a bit bitey or <laughs> not like small children or yeah. those sorts of things? Um, it's just reading body language. Um, I know I recently adopted a dog from the RSPCA, a little white German Shepherd who I love, and she's a bit mouthy. So if you look at my hands, um, they've got a bit of bite marks and scratches on them. You do. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not aggressive marks. They're just because she's teething and she's playing. And that's something I can teach out of her. Um, So a lot of dogs, you know, may have little quirks that are easily to be trained out of, but some might grow up to be possessive of food. So if you're feeding them, just say you have a little child and they want to help feed the dog and that dog might lash out at the child because, you know, they think you're taking away the food, uh, which isn't very good for young children. So um, it's more about just meeting the dogs and seeing if they get along with you. But all of that nitty gritty hard stuff in the behavioural assessment is done beforehand by the RSPCA. But it's just reading body language. And does the RSPCA have other animals? Yes, of course. Yes, we've got lots of cats, kittens. Um, kitten season is coming as it what gets warmer. What does that mean? <laughs> well, cats like to breed in the warmer weather. Uh-huh. Um, and now it's getting warmer all year long. So we're getting kittens coming really early and in vast numbers. So if you want a cat, please come down. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of kittens. Um, but we also get um, the likes of reptiles, um, pocket pets like your uh, rabbits and guinea pigs, which are great for kids as well. Um, roosters, um, all sorts of um, fowl like ducks, pigs, goats, horses. You know, we get all creatures great and small at the RSPCA. So whatever you're looking for on that Adopt-A-Pet website, you'll find every animal that we have, including yeah, reptiles, farm life, domestic pets, you name it, we've got it. So with cats, yes. um, I think my concern about cats has always been the native bird life yep. and you hear a lot about um, people letting their cats out. Yeah. I mean, what's the current 
thinking on having a cat and protecting the nature yeah, around Yeah, I've seen you. the news, like a lot of councils are now banning cats from going outside. And um, cat containment is something that we would really push as well. Um, keeping your cats indoors because not only is it good for your native wildlife, it's also good for your cats because there are a lot of unvaccinated cats, a lot of undesexed cats around. So they're spreading diseases, they're breeding, um, and yeah, killing wildlife. So you so. never let them out? Uh, you can. I mean, some people walk their cats. I've seen on <laughs> leashes and stuff. Um, I think it's more just keeping your cats contained. I know it's hard to keep cats contained in your backyard. Um, so we're not saying lock your cats in forever. Um, you can get catwalks, um, cat containment cages and, and the like. So um, it's something that we would probably like to see more of. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a tricky conundrum, isn't it? Because, you know, if you see a dog walking down the street, you're like, oh no, that dog's lost. I've got to rescue it. But if you see a cat, you just assume it belongs to someone and it's roaming around. You don't know what it's doing, but it could be a feral cat that's, you know, causing havoc. You just don't know. And a lot of people don't microchip and, um, collar their cats. So once they lose their cats too, it's hard to find the owner. So yeah, cats are a bit of a tricky situation. I suppose the RSPCA do the same thing with cats as dogs. So you, um, also... Um, microchip them yes, and desex yep. them. Yep, yep. Everything we do to dogs, we do to cats as well. Yep, microchipped, desexed, behaviourally assessed, worms. Um, everything we do to dogs, we do for cats as well. So it's a really good option to save a cat's life, but it's also very economical for you, which is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the RSP itse- RSPCA itself is a nationwide organisation. Yes, yep. How? How many are there? Is it an easy place to get to when it comes to finding your pet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I know in New South Wales we have nine shelters, but we also have care centres in Tuggera. It's like a little shop front where you can adopt from. We've got branches, volunteer branches, and I know it's the same across the country. So really there shouldn't be an RSPCA too far away from you, and if there is, let us know. (laughs) Um, We've got op shops as well. We're we're really deep in the community, um, and if anyone has any um, concerns or issues, let us know, and hopefully we can help you guys out. Well, Kieran, you've helped me because I'm thinking about getting a dog for our kids. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. That's Kieran Watson. He's a spokesperson for RSPCA New South Wales, and we'll definitely put a link to Adopt a Pet in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.